You take people and you put them on a journey. You give them peril and you find out who they really are. Joss Whedon. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. Last episode, we talked about flaws, things that hold your character back or inhibit them in some way, something they have to overcome. This week, we're going to be talking about strengths, things that your character can use to propel them forward, things that your villains can use to hold power over your main characters. And the interesting thing, I think, about strengths, especially in storytelling, is your main character thinks they are flaws at first. So the fact that I'm half-blood and I'm only half-Vulcan instead of full-Vulcan, I can't stifle that emotional part of my body. That's a flaw that Spock sees in himself, but the rest of us see, no, this is actually a strength. This helps him be compassionate. This helps him be a good officer. Another strength that is mistaken for a flaw is age. A lot of characters will be like, I'm, I'm too old, I'm too weak, I can't go forward, but they have a lot to offer with wisdom because they have lived a life and experienced more than your main characters. The main point I want to get across here is that your character will see these strengths differently than your reader. I'm going to say that again. Your characters see these strengths differently than your readers will. They see something in themselves that they don't like that the readers do like. They will have different opinions about the strengths. And on the flip side of this, they will see things and think that they are strengths but they're actually flaws. Common examples of this is confidence slash ego. They will think that it is a strength to be confident, but really it's more than confidence. It's their ego getting the best of them. Chivalry in a similar way. We talked about this last episode with the need to not hit somebody of the opposite gender. It's like, well, this makes me a good person, right? No. This makes you a terrible fighter. Chivalry, people will perceive as a good thing, as a strength, but it's actually closer to a flaw when it comes to actual application. Same with something like kindness. It is good to be kind, but if you border closer to submissiveness than kindness, then it is a flaw. You tend to develop the wrong kind of friends. You tend to get trampled. Your opinion no longer matters. I think we've mentioned this before. Whatever your character is good at, they should be challenged as much as possible in the story. I think the definition of a tragedy is the main character is great at certain things, but they're in the wrong story. So they don't end up succeeding. You can take a look at some of Shakespeare's plays for this. If you put Hamlet into Othello, he would have excelled. Because his strength was thinking things through, thinking too much. In his own story, that was a huge flaw. That made him too slow. And everyone else was able to manipulate him because of this. It's a strength in one story. It's a flaw in his own story. Claudio, from Much Do About Nothing, saw a small glimpse of a much larger situation, jumped to a conclusion, and caused the problem for the entire plot. Hence the name, Much Ado About Nothing. 
if Claudio had been in Hamlet's place and just went, nope, this is how it's going down because these are my impressions and this is what I say so, he would have excelled. So the character's strengths are wasted if you're writing a tragedy. That is how you get a tragedy. If you're trying to write an epic where the main character does great, what do they need in order to achieve their goal? And how can it be a strength that is realistic? I will say it again. How can it be a strength that is realistic? One of the things that I choose for my character's strengths is almost always their combat style. Every martial art has its strengths in certain ways and its weaknesses in other ways. The particular martial art that I study is great for fighting multiple opponents. It's not great for ground combat. So knowing the strength of the fighting style that they use helps you beat them for the first half of the fight so we think they might lose and then figure out their strength and go, oh, this, and then they can win the fight. Remember that when you are using the character's strengths in the first two acts, they have to fail. They cannot always win. So strength with limitation. The first two acts should be a tragedy where you are putting your character in situations where their strength just doesn't work quite right. And the third act is that final place where, yes, we've found a way to use that character's strength to achieve the goal. Their strength will also define who they are and their role in the story. This is especially relevant if your character that you're designing in this particular moment is not your main character. If they happen to be really good at all the linear thinking and coding and computers and this and that, they're going to be the geek, the hacker character. Great, that's the role they play in the story, but their strength has a weakness. Often it's an emotional distance in this particular case. There is a give and take, but how it relates to your main character is the only part that should be included in your story. I'm reading a book right now that the main character has two companions. The main character is the puppet master. He comes up with the plans and carries them out, but he is a terrible fighter. (laughs) He cannot get involved in a fight and live. He will die. It's a video game VR situation, so it's possible for him to die because he's living in a video game. But he has learned the strengths of his two companions, One is a ranged fighter, and one is the kind of juggernaut tank. And they all have a different role in how to carry out plans. The main character, he plans everything, sets everything up, and then goes to hide. (laughs) And he spends the fight watching and casting some spells to make sure everything works out okay, while the tank goes charging in to create a distraction while the ranged fighter goes, sneaks around the side and hits him from a flank. But their strengths define what roles they play. You can't switch them around and put them in different places without severe consequences. The tank can't be the one to come up with the plan, and the ranged fighter can't be the one to go running in. Please, do that at some point in your book, because it'll not only reinforce that the tank should not be the one making the decisions, But it'll be hilarious. Yes. Again, that's an act one, act two kind of situation where they are in the wrong place. That's the right way to do it. 
And it could be that they were assigned these roles and they were assigned the wrong roles. And so they have to figure out for themselves where the right place for each of them is. A good place to look to that is Jumanji, The Next Level. Yes. That was a perfect application of people getting the wrong skill set and having to swap to figure out who belongs in what body actually. And I think that has a great list of different strengths and weaknesses because it's like literally spelled out. (laughs) Oh, what it would be to have a weakness that is cake. Yes. Well, okay. (laughs) You see this, right? (laughs) At least you don't explode when you eat cake. Oh, yeah, that's fair. But in the first movie, The Rock taps his shoulder and then we see his strengths are, you know, smolder and great physical strength and his weaknesses are none. Everyone's like, whoa, 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 that's not fair. That's not cool. He's like, well, I'm the hero, of course. He does have weaknesses in his character. Otherwise, it would be completely boring and uninteresting. But his strengths define him as a character. So consider their strengths. What do your characters need? And how can you use those strengths to put them in situations where they don't belong? Again, what is the worst possible thing that can happen to your character? We asked you that question a couple episodes ago, and this is another place where you can ask yourself that. What is the worst possible thing that can happen to your character in regards to their strength? And use it in the beginning. And find a way to compromise it in the middle. Because once the audience gets that this is their strength, okay, now how is this interesting? You need to keep it interesting. So compromising it, taking it away how they see themselves, and especially that emotional identity. If you can take that away, who are they in what's left? Like our opening quote said, you show them a dangerous situation and you find out who they truly are. The best way to go about using and exploiting your character's strengths is to embrace your manipulative side. Embrace that part of you that just wants to do the worst to your character. And you do that by writing selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.